dozen other explanations. Most of them worse. Don't you look on the black side. Come now. Where's your Aussie grit? That sort of thing. I sometimes think that was invented by other people. There's space in our group for a jolly extrovert. Hello, Martin here again. Thanks for tuning in to this, the second of our three exclusive new interviews with the principal cast members of Tenko. This time Andy is in conversation with Claire Oberman, who played Aussie nurse Kate Norris in every episode of Tenko. Despite her outwardly cheery exterior, Kate missed her fiancé Tom Redburn and found her time in the camps unbearably claustrophobic given her previous life in Australia. Her experiences in the camps prompted her to question her vocation as a nurse, but ironically her medical skill became more and more crucial as Beatrice's eyesight worsened. Following liberation, Kate was briefly reunited with a dying Tom before returning to Australia to resume her medical training. She ultimately took over the Monica Radcliffe Foundation in Singapore with her new partner, Duncan. Dutch-born Claire was brought up and trained as an actress in New Zealand, where her big break was the regular role of Rose in the successful children's series Hunter's Gold in 1977. After lead roles in the theatre, she played the female lead Sherl in one of the most famous Kiwi films of all time, Goodbye Pork Pie. In between series of Tenko, she played Geoffrey Fairbrother's wife Daphne in Heidi High, and after Tenko, regular roles as Lonnie Simcox in Paradise Postponed, Mortimer in Fortunes of War, Sandy Savage in Gentlemen and Players, and Mark Greenstreet's love interest Alex Farrell in Trainer. More recent television credits include Eleventh Hour, Doctors, Midsummer Murders, Casualty, and The Sound of Music Live. Claire is still acting and divides her time between the UK and the Netherlands. So I am delighted to be joined today by Claire Oberman, who played Kate Norris in all three series of Tenko, every episode, I think. Is that right, Claire? Yes, I'm one of the few who actually was in every single episode and the, um, the reunion. Yeah, yeah. But people. There were other characters that were much more sort of, um, what shall we say, more effective that uh, I, it wasn't always noticed. But um, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, how did you come to play the role of Kate? Uh, well, it's a, quite a convoluted story, actually. I had just come over to England from Holland. I'm, I'm Dutch born, grew up in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, a movie I had made in New Zealand was screening, Goodbye Pork Pie, was screening at the British Film Institute, part of the film festival. And I was temping at Shell and I decided, why don't I cash in on that, put a little one woman show on at New Zealand House, which is the embassy here. And then I sent out hundreds of letters inviting people to this show and to, mm -hmm. uh, to the screening. And unbeknownst to me, well, well, I did know, but uh, Ken Riddington kept the letter. Ken Riddington was the producer of Tenko, and he knew he had a series coming up with Dutch characters in it and this Australian nurse. So that was um, that. That was that. And then I was lack dissolve, as they say in the business. I was then in Cheltenham at the Everyman Theatre, and I was performing a 
German air hostess in a play called Boeing Boeing. And my agent rang me and said, look, Monday's your day off. I want you to jump on a, a coach and come to London. You've got to go to the BBC studios in Shepherd's Bush. You've got an interview with a Ken Riddington and a Pennant Roberts. Hmm. And unbeknownst to me again, <laughs> Pennant. So I was on a bus from Cheltenham to London. Pennant was in his car from Gloucestershire to London. And a review came on the radio of Boeing Boeing. And um, I got a very favorable um, mention. Excellent, yeah. Now, I didn't know anything about this. Pennant only told me after he was leaving his section of direction. And we were in the BBC bar and having a chat. And he said, do you know, do you know how you got to be cast? And I said, no. And he said, um, well, your name came up on the radio as I was driving to London. And then I was meeting you. And he said, yeah, you know. Oh. Uh, and so I got the part. But what was very interesting, I made a cassette tape for them. Because, you know, in those days, everything was very funny tapes. And I did a tape for the Dutch characters. I did Dutch all on one side, speaking Dutch. Yeah. And then on the other side, I did a whole lot of English with a Dutch accent. So, yeah, that's yeah. how I to be in Tenko, this funny, this funny foreigner who'd landed on the doors, this sort of mix of um, Dutch New Zealand. You know what I dreamt last night? What? We're all lined up for Tenko, old Yamuchi bellyaching on about the latest nip victory. And wham! The gates burst open and in shot all these pommy postmen carrying Red Cross parcels. <laughs> Because you, you're from New Zealand originally. Um, I'm from Holland originally. Holland originally, then New Zealand. Yeah. Yes. yeah, we emigrated there. And then, of course, to the sort of dismay of my mother, I seem to have emigrated back here. Because <laughs> I've been here 40 years now. And I'm, I must admit, I do feel European. I have never felt Antipodean. Right. In spite of how I sound. But it's very interesting that my... 60th birthday which was five years ago now so I'm quite an old lady these days um my niece gave a speech and she said um I never realized that when I you know when I came over how Dutch my auntie is <laughs> and I thought that was very interesting yeah but I go back to Holland a lot I live half the time there and half the right. time right yeah were you aware of how many people were going up for the parts because I remember talking to various people who were saying that all of all of the actresses in England were going up for these roles. I had no idea. I mean, don't forget, I hadn't been long in the country. I never, ever, ever expected to work in England. Right. But partly for, for various reasons. Partly I was coming from a little island at the bottom of the world. Um, I was coming to the land of the thespian. I mean, England for me and for what what we went through at drama school I mean it was the holy grail it was the land of, of, of the most wonderful actors and and a history and a tradition that I felt absolutely not entitled to be part of with the sort of background that I had but I came because as an actor I felt I needed to drink in the theatre here I went up to Scotland slept on floors to to em embrace the Edinburgh Festival mm. I went many sort of cheap up in the god seats as I could to, to I went to classes wherever I was allowed to join in fact I I was able to join equity because of 
my career in New Zealand and because I'd filled in relevant forms before I left. And, um, and then I managed to get an agent and I can't quite remember how that happened actually, I'm sorry. Mm, um, but again, I had a, at the time I had a boyfriend who was an agent who was sort of very sneery about, well, you, you know, everything you've done doesn't count. And oh, wow. I mean, that, I felt like that anyway, um, that, you know, but then things sort of transpired that, yes, I suppose I got Cheltenham because the director knew me. He mm. had come and run the Mercury Theatre in New Zealand. And I had been his sort of juve lead for a year contract for a year and and so and he was back in England and he was doing and, and so he asked for me so yes that was fortuitous and that came about because of past history um but then Tenko happened but you know in some ways it was quite Tenko was was marvelous in lots of ways but it was quite confining for me as an actress because I would go up for things and and people would say oh you're Australian Right. Um, so we can't consider you. And I, I said, well, I'm not Australian. I played an Australian. Yes. Uh, I probably, as myself, do have some sort of an accent. Um, but I can play other characters. Um, so it was quite difficult. And I then went to Germany, actually, and I did a German film. Um, and uh, then I did a, a, an episode of Matlock because, um, yes, well, they came over here to film an episode and then bits and bobs and then slowly things started to open up again sorry i strayed off the question I'm no 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 that's fine no it's good very long-winded um, you stop me <laughs> <laughs> i've got a friend who when i start she says yeah. to me i'm going back to the signing of the magna Carta." <laughs> <laughs> that's music to my ears though as an interviewer i like it um <laughs> So I understand that some of your relatives were actually interned by the Japanese during the war. Did that affect how you approached the series? Oh, God, yes. I mean, this is etched in my memory. I went to see an uncle of mine. He was my father's older brother, and he was a, a preacher. Um, and uh, I, I, I'd gone, I regularly went because I really wanted to get in touch with all the family I'd never met because, mm. you know, I came over in my early 20s and had missed out on all this, this family, cousins, uncles, aunts. And he asked me what I was about to do. And when I told him, it went very silent. And I looked up and there was one tear just trickling down his cheek. And I said, oh, what is it? And he said, um, I was in a camp in, uh, in Borneo. And uh, he was, at the time I met him, he was divorced from his wife, but his wife and their two eldest daughters were in a women's camp. And in fact, I became very close with the eldest daughter who has since died and probably, uh, I think, a contribution would have been all those early childhood years with all that deprivation in the camp yeah, contributed sure. to uh and then the other one is, is has had a lifetime of illness um and i've lost touch with her and i don't know if she's still alive but um 
I felt a huge responsibility in that moment to, to do it justice. And I felt, how can I ever convey this? Because I will get up and go to a hotel at the end or go home. I won't be going through it like they did. And it's not that I felt a fraud, but I, I felt, I felt, yeah, quite a sort of heavy weight with it, I must say. Mm. Um, and I'll always remember, we, had, we were doing the trek through a jungle of going from one to another, and it was a searingly hot day, and I had got very burnt, and I was in agony. And then I thought, Claire, you get up off this stretcher, I don't know if I was honest. No, I was I was carrying a stretcher. It was killing my arm sockets. <laughs> and I thought, and I and I was really hurting. I mean, I'd been sprayed with something. And I thought, well, you get to go to a hotel room tonight. Your family did. They had to just be in the you know. And I I felt sort of really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then of course things are, are relative, aren't they? A mosquito net, tin of humbugs, a dozen toilet rolls, uh, a packet of fags, a pair of hair cutting scissors, and a jar of honey. And let's see, what shall I pack? A first class ticket home. And the sadness is it still goes on today. You think yeah. we, can we learn from history? Can we yeah. learn? Can are we any further on exactly yeah the pendulum swings to and fro doesn't it totally yeah i mean we're recording this on on when we're still waiting to find out about america aren't we so yeah yes yeah exactly <laughs> oh with bated breath yes oh my lord oh, you know yeah. i really felt the pendulum was swinging towards some sort of involvement and maturity with the election of Obama, that it, we've, yeah. we've gone back to such yeah. a common denominator with this whole yeah. Trump. Exactly. Yeah. Right, right. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, that was me. That was my fault. Um, so, right, right at the start, together yeah. with Anne Bell, you were the first of the regulars to film scenes for Tenko at the Ealing water tank in which Wendy Williams' character Vicky died. What are your memories of that first filming? It was very dark. It was, it's a very gloomy set, very dark. And the tank, it's not welcoming because the water's black. Right. And, um, but I mean, I'm, I'm an ardent swimmer um, and water person. And um, so, but, you know, it was sort of laborious because of course you do a take, you'd have to go out, you'd have to get your hair dry, dried again or the makeup, another set of costumes that were dry and clean. Um, and so it was quite a demanding day from memory. But I can remember that Wendy was really upset because it was almost her last bit. Yeah. And I said, well, I went up, I can remember going and saying to the director, can't I save her? And the character carries on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, because Wendy was desperate to, to keep going, yeah, yeah, but other than that, I don't remember. No, that's okay. So, what do you remember about going out to Singapore for those first two installments before the camp? Um, 
I felt quite overwhelmed, um, you know, because uh, it, it was a really big deal. And you're there sort of on your own in your little hotel room and everyone else seemed to be so confident and witty. And um, so I felt a bit cowed by it all. Um, but it was, it was it was fascinating to see Singapore and raffles. It was like stepping into a time warp and into a way of life that I'd only ever read about. And because, um, of course, Singapore was most of it was still really nice costumes, makeup, uh, you know, the, the little bit of life before the invasion and, and having to get out and then the shipwreck and then going to the camp. Um, so. Yes, I can, I can remember some of the actresses taking me aside and saying, uh, why don't you make a bit more of yourself, you know? Um, <laughs> but... Uh, do you mean on I, camera or do you mean... No, I mean as me, no, as me, Claire. Right, okay. I to, to do a lot of makeup. Or, but you see, any spare time, I, I, I'm not a great one for bars, so any spare time, I'd be at the pool and I'd right. be swimming or I'd be exploring or, um, yeah. and I hung out actually with the sound guys. Right. Um, but it was a huge experience and, and yeah. in, in some ways quite overwhelming. And I, I, I had never experienced such humidity before. I'd experienced oh, heat, yeah. but not that sort of wet, enervating heat. Um, so, yeah, but I've got to really dredge my memory bank because I, I have got quite forgetful with age, which I find really worrying. Um, but yeah, sitting yeah. by the pool, I remember, yeah, and, master yeah. and mastering diving backwards. Ah, <laughs> yeah. One of the sound guys, I've still got a photo to prove it because one of the sound guys took a picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you kind of already started to touch on this, but my next question is how was it to? To, to be going into a series with some more established actresses? Well, quite awe-inspiring, really. Um, you know, and I just stayed quiet and watched and watched and tried to learn and, um, you know, see what, what I could do to improve what I was doing. Um, yeah. yeah, but the the disparity is not at all obvious on screen. I mean, there isn't one. Is what I'm saying. You know, you absolutely hold your own. So I wonder how much of that is the fact that that you are perceiving that, rather than it being. Um, I don't know. Yes, I, I. Yes, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have spent a the biggest part most of my life feeling a bit inadequate really mm. uh, and in awe of others creativity and talent and uh yeah and just feel i i feel privileged to have had what i've had you know what's she saying i don't know Reminds me of her mother. Mm. Remember how Judith used to mumble on when she was dying? She'll be all right. She'll be over the worst soon. Beatrice says so. 
You don't want to believe everything Beatrice says. I reckon she's getting past it. Well, at least she didn't use to lie to herself. Blanche, that's what it is. She's asking for Blanche. Oh, it's all right, darling. Blanche will be with us soon. We'll all be together in the new camp. And it sort of, you know, towards the end, I'm afraid it has all dried up. There were various things in my personal life, but uh, and, and I think to myself, well, you you were never really that good. So it's probably a blessing now that you're... <laughs> I won't hear that. I won't hear that. I don't agree anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's very kind. But, you know, they're just... It's, it's a little bit about opportunity. It's a little bit about... Of course. No. And, of course, I mean, it's hugely about talent, but it, it's also timing and, uh, yeah, various things when the planets all align... Yeah, I hope yeah. that might still happen one more time before I die. But, you know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. At the moment, it, everything is so strange. No. So, yeah. yeah. So did you identify with the character of Kate, this slap on the back, happy-go-lucky character? Um, slight, <laughs> slight Aussie stereotype in a way. Yeah, it was. I, I'm not. I've, I've always been quite a sort of... I've been a person who's felt the fear and then sort of done it anyway, but a much more insecure person than Kate. Um, the, the sort of the, the sporty is is probably the same, mm. um, but different character to her. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I don't know what what the other actresses might say or other people who know me, but uh, no, I took elements of Kate that I had seen in someone I knew in my youth. Right. Yeah. What's the matter? I thought we'd had it bad. Till I saw them. They've lost twice as many. What about your fiancé? Oh, did he? They had to point him out to me. Couldn't recognise him. Hello, my dear. How are you this evening? All right. So how was it to play grubby and dishevelled in Once You're in the Camp? Oh, liberating. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. You don't have to worry about uh, making something messy. Or, oh, gosh, your lipstick needs touching up. Oh, look, your mascara's run. It was brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant being grubby. It's great. <laughs> I like the glue and the rice krispies and then the mustard and ketchup oh, for sauce. Yeah. That wasn't fun. No. Um but other than that, oh god, it was great. Yeah. But then there came a, there came a point at which I, I guess they asked you to cut your hair. Well, I, I thought that was a bit mean because yeah. um various other actresses have been asked and said no. Yes. <laughs> And and they said you have to, and I said, well, I'm I'm really sorry, but I actually don't suit short hair, and I don't want to have short hair full time. So I got this terrible wig. I think that was their their way of you know slapping me down. Um, yeah. So while you were filming the first series, were you surprised that Tenko was such an out of the gate success? Yeah, because we were all warned that this was sort of an experiment that it was probably minority interest. 
I mean, it, you know how it came about because Lavinia Warner yeah. was working on This Is Your Life and these, uh, this woman was being featured and the, the, the survivors of the camp came and they sang this song. And that's when Lavinia had the idea of, wow, we've had cold, wouldn't it be interesting sort of to see the other side of it? And then it's in the tropics and, you know, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, none of us expected quite the response that it had, I don't think. And that was heartening. It was very heartening because women up till then had, you know, not featured or have really had their own series, not that amount of, of women together. Yeah. So it, it was, was it was a surprise that it was doing so well viewing figures wise and it was. Yeah. 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 And it and, but it was lovely, you know, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So when you move into the second series, it's been commissioned very quickly and you've got some new regulars, Philippa Urquhart and Anna Lindup, um, who are I remember you telling me you 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 forged bonds with them. Yes, um, there, there was something simpatico, I think, too, because they came in later and felt a bit as an outsider. And I always, it's my problem, not anything anyone else, any of the other actresses did, but I always felt a bit of an outsider. And I don't know if it was Kate was Australian or, or, or what, or it, it could have been, you know, as Claire, I tried too hard to fit in and that was a bit off-putting. Um, but here were two, but Anna and I, we, rather than be in a hotel for the second series down in Poole, um, Anna and I rented a little flat. So it was just, you know, so that was nice. So I got to know her that way. And yeah, Philippa, um, I don't know, we just hit it off. And she had two kids that I sort of played with a bit or did a bit with. Um, Yes, I mean, sadly, those friendships have petered out a bit now. Right. Again, but, yeah. You know, life goes on, and people move to different parts of the country, and of yeah, course. various yeah. things happen. Yeah. I've always been the outsider, jogging along. A happy-go-lucky colonial is none too sensitive. I'm not imagining it. If I tell you, it must go no further than those you've just mentioned, not even in our room. No one, but no one must know, and I want your promise on that. Of course. Your promise. I promise. Dorothy's pregnant. Pregnant? It does happen. But one of the guards. Obviously. And before you say anything, she wants to get rid of it. Rid of it? That's what I said. Yeah. So, um... The second series, um, again, hugely successful, and it goes out on a real high, but then there's a year gap before it comes back, and it comes back due to popular demand. Were you surprised to be doing a third series and to be doing it all over again? Well, what was sad was a new director general came in and he axed Tenko. Yeah. And we all went, oh, this has been rather good. Oh, what a shame. Um and so we were bowled over because this momentum just gathered of people saying, how can you take off this series? We're hooked. We love it. We want more, you know. So that it was that was wonderful. And it was, you know, such a lovely confirmation of um, 
people's appreciation, you know, it was great. So it was lovely to be back after a year away. And that third series, Kate gets so much more to do. You run the camp hospital. Um, when you're back in Singapore, we get to know her properly. I think we, she has more of an inner life because of Tom and her conflicts about her career. How was that to play? Well, of course, it's lovely as an actor. The more, you know, give me, give me, give me more to do. Yeah. And the more you have to do, how, it, 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 it's wonderful. You, you, you sort of, um, you blossom with it. What are you talking about? I am talking about what happened to my medical notes. What? I notice you managed to hide them very successfully. Or why else didn't we see them while we were waiting to be examined? I was not hiding them. They were in my bag. After all, you gave me the notes to take care of. Or have you forgotten? Yes, exactly to take care of, which does not mean handing them over to God knows who. Oh, it was not God knows who. It was a doctor who can make good use of them. After all, they're no longer any use to us. It's not the point, and you know it. They were my notes, and it was up to me to decide what to do with them. Oh, what about all Dr Trier's hard work? And what about my contribution, writing them up night after bloody night? You want to take the credit, do you? Well, you do that. You do just that. But you're not a doctor yet, you know. Oh, and what exactly is that supposed to mean? Think about it! You ready for the hospital? What was all that shouting going on? Oh, forget it and let's get going. I'm supposed to be seeing Tom, remember? Though in this mood I won't be much company for him! And there's one particular episode, I think it's episode eight, um, which is the Kate episode, if you will. You know, it's the one where, where there's the funeral. And you have some wonderful yeah. scenes with Anne and it's just, it's just, I always think it kind of makes me feel like it's a slight missed opportunity for the character in that we're, we're almost at the very end and here is Kate in full for the first time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 But, um... yeah, but you know, that's the writer's choice and that's, I mean, I don't know how much Jill and Anne were influenced by editors or by uh, Ken, the producer, yeah. or how much they could just write what they wanted. But I mean, obviously, writers have uh, an affinity with some characters more than others. Mm. Um, and yeah, also storylines, you know, and, and storylines go one way or the other, and they feature some uh, some characters more than others. Yeah. But it, it was it was lovely to have more to do. Yeah. And yeah, as you say, try and sort of open out, expose Kate more. Um, yeah. I feel I've failed him. You? I should have been able to give him more. But you are with him every day. Physically, maybe. Perhaps he sensed uncertainty. Uncertainty? About what? Him and me future I'd sit there going on about the wonderful life we were going to have and all the time I was trying to convince myself as much as him Jim this friend of his was telling me how Tom used to go on about us settling down kids domestic bliss and that's all I wanted before the camp but since wouldn't have been enough, Ulrika. Those years changed many things. I could never have given up medicine. You still wish to become a doctor? More than anything. That's what's so awful. 
when I first heard, after the initial shock, it wasn't grief I felt. It was relief. You must not feel guilty. Guilt destroys. You must praise God for the love that you had and be thankful that Tom will soon be with you in eternal grace. Yes. I could never have told anyone else that. And I suppose you all knew each other so well by then because, you know, you'd been together kind of off and on for four years. Um, yeah. So... Was was it easier to act alongside people because you knew what they were going to do or how to react or how to? Yeah, because you start to get a sort of bond. It becomes a kind of family. And as you say, you've, you've started to sort of um, internalize, you know, certain things about people and you just, yeah. And it means that you can take you can there's shortcuts you just know and you slot in and you start act acting with the person and it goes yeah like a, a smooth transition between gears yeah. yeah 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 no it shows i mean that third series i think it's just it's it's just so easy um for the viewer you know, in the sense, because we know them so well and everyone acts and behaves how you think they will. I mean, obviously it's unexpected because it's so well written. There's twists and turns, but but yeah, it's a, such a pleasurable viewing experience. In many ways, the third series is my favourite, I think, just because we, it pays off to have spent so long with the characters by then. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, you talking about it, I, I have not seen this. I've not seen Tenko since... Um, well, for 40 years. Wow. I, I mean, I watched it when it came out, as yeah. you do, yeah. as an actor, because you want to know well, how, how they edited it, what, what's the end product. Yeah. Um, and then I went to various Tenko things and Perry War Music, all of that. Yeah. But I've actually never, ever watched it again. And now with you talking, it, it's piqued my interest. I think, oh, I, I should watch it again. Could be quite interesting. I think you should. I think you should. I think you'd yeah. probably reevaluate various things. Um, so, the final um, Tenko experience in terms of the filming is the the reunion episode um, for in nineteen eighty five. Um, how was it to come back for one final time? That big reunion and raffles and all that. Now, don't forget, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, in the whole wide world, we're all meeting at raffles on the twentieth October nineteen fifty. Five years from the day you leave here, right? Promise. Given we've got the money to get him. Yeah, of course. Still Metro will stump up, what with all her loot. Isn't that right, you old money bags? Not so long as our estates haven't been ravaged by the... Sorry, no offence. But of course. Oh, God, it, it was emotional. And it was wonderful, you know. And it was, it, it was really good. I had said to Lavinia, actually, and um, I said, it would be so interesting to do uh, a one-off, I said, I don't know, but, you know, sort of special, and that you see what's happened to the characters five or ten years later. Yeah. And then I couldn't, it, I couldn't believe it. It, ac it actually did happen. And I thought it was, it was really good. Yeah. I thought it was a good idea to see that after all the deprivation and the horrors of the camp, 
how people did go on and pick up their lives and, you know. Tell me about your work. You're in your fourth year now? Yes. Two to go, plus a third in residence. How are you finding it? Deadly. I'm thinking of chucking it in. I have to make up my mind before I go back. Are you sure it's not just mid-termitis? I've always felt the same way. I thought I'd adjust, but it just gets worse. What this? Oh, the endless restrictions. The remoteness of it all. And then the other students, they're all so... so young. You're not exactly ancient yourself. Oh, it's not just that, it's... They weren't interned. And that's another thing. I'm sick of being told what to do by people with half my experience. I mean, in the camp, once B's sight deteriorated, I did everything. Hell, I even amputated a leg. Well, you were in Changi. You know what it was like. Indeed. We made our own decisions. We improvised with whatever was to hand. There was no flaming book to go by. I thought it was a really good thing to do. And I think Kate is well served again because you get to, particularly the conflict around her career and meeting Duncan and the running Joss's centre at the end. So she has a proper journey and an end point, which is very pleasing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really good. That something had come out of all of that and that she could put all her skills, as you say, and that she did in the end make a good marriage and 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 go on to do something useful i thought i thought that was nice yeah 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 i think one of the last last shots i mean we do have the final scene is in england and there's the king's speech at christmas but just before that we've got um kate and duncan and sister ulrich are giving out presents to all the the native children and it's just a lovely yeah. lovely scene yeah, yeah. Ah. so because they decide yeah. to tie it in with christmas make it a christmas special yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about Tenko looking back on it today? Oh, gosh. Well, it was it was a big part of my past. You know, you can't, I mean, sort of eight, nine months of three years. And then the Christmas special. Um, and it, for me as an actor, it was a huge experience and informative, you know. Um, and I'm I'm very grateful for having had it and met some wonderful people out of it. And yeah, it's uh, it's always there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. There's a suggestion uh, in that of it, it always being there that it's not always something you always want to go back to. Is that is that right? Well, or? it's just that I, you know, I've done other things since then. Of course. But it's Claire Overman, Tenko actress, and and and, but of course, yeah, it was the biggest. Series. I mean, I was in Paradise Postponed, but yes, not with a character as large as as Kate. Well, you know, ongoing. Um, I was in Gentlemen and Players. Um, you know, so. Um, and you were one of the leads in Trainer as well with Mark Greenstreet. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I uh, I got terrible reviews for that. Oh, you don't want to listen to <laughs> reviews, God. <laughs> No, no, right, right, no, no, it was very funny because it was some woman at the Daily Mail. Oh, well. Really no, I d listen, I, I don't mind. these. Those things make me laugh. But, um, yeah, I was brought in as Mark Greenstreet's love interest. Yeah. And I was an uber bitch of a merchant banker. Right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, you remember that? See, I've forgotten that. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, I mean, it's all right, but it's just, it was so long ago. And I did do things after that. Yeah. And, you know, a couple of movies and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So if I could just ask you about the experience of filming Fortunes of War, because we covered it on our podcast a few months ago and we both greatly enjoyed it. And for that, you played the character of, of Mortimer who saves, yes, saves Harriet from death by torpedo, effectively, because she decides to go off trucking with you rather than taking a boat. Um, That's right. Yeah. And then I think she's died. Yeah, people think she's died. That's right, yeah. Yeah, but she, exactly. She's off, off with, with Morty. <laughs> Guess what this is? No idea. The road to Damascus. Watch out for a light from heaven. Do you travel this way regularly? Yes. Have you ever seen a light from heaven? You might say that. Yeah, that was that was really interesting because when I saw Jimmy as James Kettlin Jones, yeah. um, he mooted the idea of Mortimer being Australian. And I said, look, forgive me, but people will think I've walked in off the Tenko set. I'm in army clothes and with an Australian accent. They're going to think Kate Norris has come back. Yeah. I said, I actually do see her as Mortimer, frightfully sort of gung-ho, almost yeah. thigh-slapping. Um, and so that's how Mortimer was born. Mm. Yeah. And there's that terrific um, scene um, in the... It's a big assembly room where um, Alan Bennett is shot by terrorists. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Where you're sat with Emma and there's yes. the, the assassination. Yeah. Well, because we were at a lecture or something. That's it, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. Evening, Harriet. Mortimer, what are you doing here? Improving my mind. Contrary to appearances, I was an undergraduate at LMH when war broke out. I thought it'd be like old times and it makes a change from getting blotto. It's good to see you. Mind you, we can have a few drinks afterwards, can't we? <laughs> All right. Good. Oh, no. There were, there were some extraordinary scenes we had to shoot. Really complex, difficult, with uh, so many trucks, cars, crowds, you know, a tracking, huge tracking um, uh, camera. Mm. And, um, yeah, it, it, was, it was just an extraordinary shoot. Yeah. And that was that must have felt more like a film, I guess, in a way, in terms of how it was very cinematic. Yeah, yeah, and the way that it that it was done. Yeah, but um, that was a very interesting job. Um, culture shock, you right. know. Yeah. And I think actually to go back to those earlier questions of yours. Yeah. I think that a little bit what it was for me coming to England was a bit of culture shock. Um, and and then yeah in egypt it was we had to really sort of change how we were because you know they can't really cope with western women wearing shorts and little tops yeah. and the actress playing my lover yeah my little american girl I mean, she was manhandled by chaps. I mean, I went chasing after one. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, 
But I said to her, look, because I, I went with long, baggy, long-sleeved blouses and long, baggy trousers to cover um, everything. And I said to her, look, I, I think, you know, I'm sorry, but they can't cope. You need to just wear a little bit more clothing. <laughs> um, it, was, it was quite an extraordinary time there, I have to say. And again, you know, with the, the most wonderful actors, God, Robert Stevens, so eccentric. Oh, yeah. But brilliant. Um, yeah, it was, it was an extraordinary time. And Alan Bennett, we went for a tour to the Valley of the Kings. Ah. And he didn't want to come into Tutankhamun's tomb. So he sat out on a rock with a handkerchief on his head with knotted at four corners. <laughs> legs crossed reading a book oh no i didn't want to go into the tomb he said <laughs> was brilliant. he's brilliant it was it was just yeah it was an extraordinary time yeah and quite a brave choice of the character as well because i know it, it was made it was 87 it went out but to have two prominent lesbian characters well not prominent but the choice of lesbian characters and and it being set in the war that that was quite a a strong thing that I, I appreciated. Yeah, I mean, they didn't pong it. No. Um, it was just, it was just, it was ex taken as read, you know, hope the audience would just sort of take it as read. Yeah. And in fact, the relationship you have with the other character is what makes Harriet realise that what is important is love. So it's like, there's a beautiful scene where she's watching you on the beach hand in hand and she realises that through your relationship that that is perhaps the important thing and it's it's the fact that it was used for that rather than as anything sensationalist if you know what I mean yeah I, it's it was understated yeah and if I'm honest I quite like that yeah I think a lot of modern things you yeah why do we have to see everything yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know what I mean no I do yeah yeah, yeah. um so and and it was subtly done, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Okay, so my final question, is there anything that I should have asked you that I haven't? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. What, what do I say to that? No, I'm sorry, that was a mean question. <laughs> um, I, I think you've asked me a very thorough range of questions. Okay, good. And I wouldn't know what else to say. I, I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm a bit embarrassed. I've probably chanted on too much. But you haven't. You absolutely haven't. Oh, um, okay. Thank you, Claire, so much for your time today. It's so good to going back to um, to Tenka with you and to hear what it was like for you to play Kate, who, um, yeah, it's a character I've always enjoyed very much. And, you know, there's a lovely through line for that character in the series. So oh, thank you. Th thank you. OK, take care. Bye. 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 Hey, do you know what the date is? It's January the 1st. We've walked through Christmas. You mean to say we've been going for over two weeks? Yeah, look. Then it's a new year. 1943. Perhaps that's a good omen. <laughs>